What is up, ASM guys? So good to be back with you guys. Once again, we are in Galatians. This week, it is chapter 3. It's like the first part of it. So verses 1 through 16. And like always, if you have not read the passage yet, I actually encourage you, pause the video right now and read that. Find a Bible, grab your phone, do whatever it takes. Read chapter 3. Uh, go ahead, do that. All right, awesome. So hopefully now that we're all on the same page and we have some idea of what Paul's saying here, I just want to jump in with this. Just imagine you're given an impossible task, something that you literally could not do. I think for me, good example, uh, dunking a basketball. Uh, we have a picture. This is Vince Carter. If you're not a basketball fan, Vince Carter for like my entire childhood, I think he just retired like last year or two years ago too. Dude was played basketball like 20 years. He was like the king of dunking. Like he was better than everyone. This is a real picture, by the way. That's not like a weird perspective. His forehead is at the rim. Like that is 10 feet high that he is jumping. He's going to throw down a huge dunk. Vince Carter, so many famous dunks. Amazing. For him, dunking is easy. For you, or for me even, I'm six foot three. I'm pretty tall. I played basketball for a lot of years. I could never dunk. For you, I'm going to guess you have no chance at all. Unless one of you is the next like LeBron James, you have literally no shot of getting up 10 feet and actually dunking a basketball on a real full-sized hoop like Vince Carter. No way. This is an impossible task. But imagine that's what you've been given. Like this is the bare minimum that you need to do is actually just dunk this ball like Vince Carter. It's impossible. It's, you, you won't be able to do it. You will fail. No duh, right? <clears throat> well, what Paul is getting at in Galatians is not quite dunking a basketball, but what he's getting at is that the Galatians, the people that he's writing to, people in this city, the Christians in the city, is they're trying to live up to an impossible task. What they're trying to do is basically the same as me saying to you, you need to dunk a basketball or you're a failure. And that's what they are telling themselves. And that's what they've been told, not by Paul, but by people that are misleading them. And so that's what they're holding on to. And Paul is going to offer them some clarity and an out, a way out of that to be free. Right, so this is our big idea. This is the big idea of the text. Again, we're in chapter 3, verses 1 through 16. The big idea that Paul's conveying is that Jesus sets us free from a standard that we can't live up to. Right? So if you don't remember the context, hopefully you do, but if you don't remember, there's this group of people called the Judaizers. Right? We've said their name a lot, so hopefully this starts to ring some bells by now. But the Judaizers are telling the Galatians that they have to live according to not just Jesus, but also the law. So today we're going to jump into a little bit more of what is the law and what does that mean and how does that affect us. So this is our big idea. Remember, Jesus sets us free from the standard that we can't live up to. And Paul says this very clearly. We look at verse 10. Chapter 3, verse 10 and 11, Paul says, For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse. As it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Everything. Clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God. Why? Because the righteous will live by faith. 
what is Paul saying here? Well, in, in simple terms, he's saying, if you try to live your life up to the standard that the law sets. Okay, pause. What is the law? Well, the law to these people and what they, what they understand, what they see, what they think, it's what we see as the Old Testament, right? So we're in the New Testament with this. New Testament is Jesus, life of Jesus. It starts with the Gospels <clears throat> and after Jesus, and that's where Paul is. The Old Testament is before Jesus, and it's oftentimes in the Bible by authors in the New Testament referred to as the law. Actually, even in the Old Testament, it's referred to as the law. So that's the law. The law is not just a list of God's commands, but that is mostly what they're referring to is the rules and standards to which God has set that people must live up to in order to be perfect. And here's actually the thing that Paul is getting at here is that that's impossible. And that was always impossible. People were not ever saved by being perfect according to the law because nobody was. You couldn't. It was impossible. And he even says this, that you are cursed unless you do everything written in the book of the law. That means one mistake and you're cursed. You're done. But at the end, he offers the out, right? No one relies on the, no one who relies on the law is justified before God because the righteous will live by faith. It's faith that is the out. And it's faith in what? It's faith in Jesus. And that's the the opportunity, that is the good news that we have, that the Galatians have, that Paul is sharing here, is that we're set freed from this perfect standard that the law is because now we have Jesus. <clears throat> we actually, we're going backwards today. We started towards the end of the passage. If we go back to the beginning, Paul kind of slaps the Galatians upside their head here in, in verse 1. All right, Paul says this to the Galatians, right? This is how he opens the letter. He's, he's kind of hitting them upside the head. He's saying, you fools, you foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who misled you? How did you come to this? He says, before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. I would like to learn just one thing from you. Have any parents ever said that to you? Like, how did you think that? Tell me this. Explain this to me. <laughs> this, is, this is Paul. He's, he's going full parent on them. I want to learn just one thing from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by means of the Spirit, are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? Here's what Paul's saying to the Galatians. He's saying, wake up. Wake up! Because you guys are taking the good news of the gospel, the good news that Jesus has freed you, he's changed everything. You're taking that, you're crumbling up into a ball, and you're throwing it away. That's what he's saying. And that's what I hear and what I feel convicted and challenged by is that there is the good news that Jesus did what we could not. We were held up to this standard we have been held up to the standard and we can't meet it. That is literally the basis of the gospel. We cannot meet the perfect standard, but Jesus could and he did the work for us. And it is not our works. We don't earn anything. This sounds like a downer message. This is actually an uplifting one. This is an encouraging one. You can't earn God's love because he already loves you, because he already did the work, because he wants you to come to him. 
That's what the good news is. That's what the message is. It's not that you are so bad that God will never do anything for you and you can't even earn it. It's true. You can't earn it. But you are so bad and God knew that, that he did the work because he knew you couldn't earn it. That's an encouragement. That's what Paul is saying. And that's why Paul's so upset and frustrated with them is because there is this great news, this great message that they've thrown away. So here's what it is for us. We can't earn his love. We can't earn more brownie points to to fight our way into heaven. It, It doesn't work that way. There's only one question for us and it's do you believe, right? Paul very clearly says it is by faith that we are counted righteous. It's by faith in Jesus, our belief that Jesus paid the price and did the work that we could not. It's by that that determines where we stand before God. So that is the question that we have to ask first is do you believe? Do you believe that Jesus died for you? Do you believe that Jesus is your savior and that he is your king? I hope the answer to that is yes. If it's not, I hope that you feel comfortable to talk to someone about it. I I hope you come back to ASM, hang out with your small group leaders, hang out with us, talk to me, talk to your small group leaders, talk to your parents, talk to grandparents, someone in your life. If that is not true for you, ask questions. Why? Why don't you? Now, if the answer is yes, and you do believe, now we have some follow-up questions, and we have some, some challenges for ourselves. It's, are we trying to earn it? Do we, if we believe that, do we also struggle with trying to earn God's love, thinking that because we're not good enough, we need to do these things, and if we don't do these things, we're unworthy, and we need to run away and hide from God, because since we're unworthy, he doesn't love us right now. I want to take Paul's place here for a moment and just tell you, throw that away, because that's not how this works. God has laid it very clearly that he loves you. You can't do anything to remove that love. You can't lose that love. So don't throw it away. Run to it. Embrace it. And one of the things that we have to say is that we do things out of obedience to God. The Bible is full. Galatians is full of commands and instructions for us to obey and do things to serve God. We're given that, but that's not how we earn his love. We do that because we love him. And when you love someone in a relationship, you listen to them and you obey their commands, especially when they're in authority over you, right? That's how you love your parents, is that when they ask you to do something, you do it. Not because you're first and foremost afraid of getting grounded. I hope that's not true, but it's because you love them that you will actually serve them. So there's a distinction there for us. And I hope this is encouraging. This is not meant to be a downer. This is actually meant to be an encouragement that we're freed from this standard, but we still pursue God and we still pursue becoming more like him because we love him because he loved us. Hope you guys have a great week. I hope you're having a great time. In Galatians, guys. This is an amazing book. This is a great study of this letter for us, and I hope it's an encouragement to you and just a reminder that we're set free, and so we live free. Have a great week.